In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, mercy is to give to another what they cannot obtain for themselves for their well-being. Mercy is something that cannot be demanded, but rather it's the freely willed beneficent act of one who has something which in justice belongs to him or her, but chooses to give it away. Today, the lepers cry out to the Lord in the Gospel, the same words that we speak at the beginning of every Mass, Kyrie eleison miserere nostri, have mercy on us, Lord. They ask for mercy. They ask for something they could never obtain for themselves. There was no cure for leprosy. Perhaps having heard that this man, Jesus, had healed others in the past, they were emboldened to ask also for this great mercy. And of course, the response of God, the God-man, is to heal them. This is completely consonant with Christ's mission. He comes to give us salvation. Better said, He is our salvation. The word salvation is so rich, it comes from the Latin salus, meaning health. Christ is a salvator, a one who saves, because He brings health and wholeness. God gives us the gift of healing, brothers and sisters, the gift of salvation, and He gives that to everybody, to all. And he's not a doctor in an office waiting for the patients to come to Him for healing. No, rather, He is a healer who goes in search of the wounded one. Remember last week's parable of the Good Samaritan in order to raise him up. Right? He, he goes out. The Father's heart sends the Son. He raises us up for our sake because it's good for us. He makes us His friends, His neighbors. So God takes initiative to show us mercy. Consider, brothers and sisters, the mercy that you have been shown in your life by God. Every one of us here has in some way encountered this mercy. As Pope Francis comments, the very name of God is mercy. Nevertheless, brothers and sisters, it is possible to reject His mercy. For to receive mercy, we must admit, like the lepers, our need for it. God won't force us to be healed if we don't want to be. The man who refuses to show his wounds to the doctor can never be healed. So brothers and sisters, the first lesson from this Gospel is that the lepers did the right thing. All of them. They cried out when they were in need of a Savior. They prayed for the grace of humility. They prayed for the grace of healing showing their humility and humbly admitting that they need Him. We also should do that, brothers and sisters. When we are in need, we should cry out to God. And He will heal us. Yet, God does not merely want us to be healed from our afflictions, from the sins and the vices that make our lives miserable. He desires something much more for you and I. He desires us to live with Him 
forever. Now, a good doctor, he initially treats the thing that's most acute, right? The thing that's the most pressing issue. If I have a broken leg or a broken arm, that's the first thing they're going to look at. But if I've hit my head and I have a broken leg and a broken arm, the doctor looks at the head first, not the arm, even though the arm might cause a lot of pain. But then, he doesn't just leave the patient after having treated the the most life-threatening thing, right? Rather, he chooses to help the patient flourish, right? The end of a doctor's work is health in the body, right? It's not just like freedom from disease, but it's actually a life well lived. That's, That's the purpose of a doctor. Likewise, the Lord wants us to flourish. He doesn't want us to just be free from sin. He wants us to actually encounter Him. He wants us to actually grow in love for Him. He wants us to love Him. You see, Jesus isn't saddened by the ingratitude of the nine who failed to return so much of itself. He's saddened by the fact that through their ingratitude, those nine refuse the even greater gift He wishes to offer them. It's as if they've completed their initial treatment from their doctor and believe that they're now completely flourishing and no longer in any need of help. The same danger, brothers and sisters, it can infect us if we forget to go to God each day to offer thanksgiving for our healing thus far and implore mercy to keep growing in virtue. Now this is one reason, brothers and sisters, the that Holy Mother Church asks us to be here each Sunday. For what the Samaritan leper did and what we do here is not all that different. In fact, we can truly speak of the sacrifice of the Mass as the celebration of the Eucharist, a word that means thanksgiving. In fact, the Greek word for what the leper did today in the Gospel is Eucharisto. It literally means he gave thanks. It describes what the Samaritan did. Now to be clear, the, the Mass is a sacrifice. The Mass is when we ask, we ask the Lord to bless us. We ask the Lord, we praise the Lord for who He is. But it's also an, a great act of thanksgiving. Where we say thank you to the Lord for what He has done for us. This is made all the clearer if we consider the words of the preface that we're going to sing together in just a few minutes. Gracias agamos domino Deo nostro. Dignum et est, right? Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. And then the, the preface itself always begins, truly it is right and just. It is fitting for our salvation always and everywhere for us to give you thanks, Lord, Father Almighty. In, in the Mass, our desire to give thanks is taken up into the great act of thanksgiving which the Son Himself continually offers to the Father. As Pope Pius X said, only the Divine Redeemer as the Eternal Father's most beloved Son 
whose immense love he knew could offer him a worthy return of gratitude. This was his intention and desire at the Last Supper when he gave thanks. He did not cease to do so when hanging upon the cross, nor does he fail to do so in the august sacrifice of the altar, which is an act of thanksgiving or a Eucharistic act, since this is truly meet and just, right and availing unto our salvation. Brothers and sisters, the that great act of thanksgiving which we're caught up into every time we come to Mass, it has to be lived out in our very way of being and acting in the world. It has to be extended. We're to go, as the last words of the Mass really say, Ike, go. It is the dismissal. Our lives are meant to take on the character of living the thanksgiving which we celebrate in the liturgy. Our lives are meant then to be a continual offering of thanksgiving. Leo the Great says, for to not give him thanks in all things, what else is it but to blame him in some degree? Man's folly too often dares to murmur against his Creator, not only in time of want, but also in time of plenty, so that when something is not supplied, he complains, and when certain things are in abundance, he is ungrateful. Brothers and sisters, in the good times and the bad, in the difficult days and on the happy days, we ought to give thanks to the Lord, for it is right and just. But it's not because God needs our thanksgiving. And this is the most important part. God wants us to give Him thanksgiving, not because He needs our praise. In fact, our praise adds nothing to His greatness, but is, in fact, His gift to us. He knows, brothers and sisters, the purpose for which He created us. He knows human nature, and He knows that thanksgiving is essential for us to become what we are meant to be, what we were meant to be from the beginning For only in thanksgiving will we be like the Samaritan leper, wholly saved. I just want to make the announcement at this moment uh, that there will be a daily extraordinary for Mass at 7.30 on Monday and Tuesday, as well as at 9.30 for First Friday on Friday this coming week. Um, if you are uh, not fully initiated into the Catholic Church uh, and you're here today, I would love to speak with you after Mass. That would mean that you haven't received your first Eucharist or you haven't received confirmation. Uh, I'd love to talk to you and get you connected with uh, the program called RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. Uh, We're going to be starting those classes soon here at the parish.